Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of the Good Buds Podcast, a show about the Toronto Maple Leafs, not marijuana, but weed is tight. Tight. My name is Joey Belfiore, and I'm here with Andrew ba- Bascom. Andrew, Whoa. how are you doing? Because I'm, I'm I, struggling. <laughs> yeah, Joey, who cares how I'm doing? How are you doing? <laughs> I went to the game last night, and I had Can't tell. a few drinks. Yeah. A few drinks, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a couple Guinnesses or Guinai afterward as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I woke up 20 minutes ago. Maybe I didn't, but maybe I did. It's fun that we're going to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs, considering your last memory uh, awake is the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then you woke up and yep. instantaneously recorded this podcast. Yep. Yeah. A lot of things to say. I was doing a lot of yelling last night. Oh, I can imagine. I imagine you warmed up with all your topics you want to talk about today last night. Yeah. You know what? It was, um, it was shit, man. It was, mm. It was uh, it was shit because it was a team that was clearly on the second night of a back to back. But the the thing that's most infuriating about this Detroit game was that Detroit looked awful. Yeah, like yeah, Detroit could have beat us eight to two. Mm-hmm. They had so many wide open net looks. They fanned on so many shots. <laughs> they they missed so many opportunities. Yet, I mean, the game was right there for it for us. Yet another third period blown lead. Yeah. Another loss. Uh, a bad week. Bad week for the Leafs. Man. Bad week. Three losses in a row and two that really matter, I would say. Like, I, you know, the Islanders OT loss we can talk about and we can address, but we also had a win against the Sharks 7-1 uh, since the last time we recorded. We're recording Monday morning, like we're saying, right after uh, the Detroit Red Wings game for Joey. And uh, <laughs> and But really the two losses, the two games that we really need to talk about is the Saturday loss, the Avalanche 5-3, another huge blown lead 3-0, and then uh, the Sunday Red Wings loss 4-2, where it was another blown lead where we had, I believe, the two nothing lead so um yeah like i don't know where to start here it's i can't i can't singularly blame any single person even though that is so much fun uh but it is it is just dispiriting because this is a reoccurring pattern that we can't escape yeah blowing a third period lead is not fun it's not fun for anyone It, it really leaves a sour taste in your mouth i think you know the game against colorado is like you go into that game being like all right this is a litmus test Mm -hmm. colorado is one of the best teams in the league yep they just they bring it every single night. Um, let's see how we stack up against them. And then you know what? All of a sudden it's three nothing and and the Leafs do the classic thing that they do or have been doing throughout the year. It's like you you jump out to this lead and it's like, okay, that's all right. We've won. Mm-hmm. Pack it in. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Yeah. You just let them keep coming. And and it's, I don't know about you, but it's like this feeling of impending doom. Oh, absolutely. Which I carries know? over how you feel about the Leafs in general. And then it's just mm. in a very, this is a very small microcosm that makes, explains how you feel this way. You know? Yeah. And I, I would say, Joey, it would be, it would be awful if this was a new thing. And you're like, uh-oh, what's this? Where, where's this <laughs> coming from? But this has been years of this. And, you know, and yeah. I, I always thought, 
I always thought like the DNA of the team and uh, whatever. I always thought that was kind of horseshit, to be honest. I always thought like it, hockey can be inherently a, a, a luck based sport in a lot of in a lot of ways. A lot of bounces out of corners, a lot of bounces in front of the nets goes goes one way or another. But man, there's too much evidence now. This is this is a team that has trouble holding on to leads. I can't. I'm not going to do the bullshit thing of like, well, it's heart and uh, what they need is a guy in the locker room that's going to flip a table. I don't think it's any of that. But it is no. discouraging that this is a reoccurring thing that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Yeah, you just wonder, like, is it is it them getting out to these leads and saying, okay, we're going to now just kind of sit back and protect the lead and right. not play our game? And then that takes them out of what they're – like, you don't want to get away from playing your style, right? And, and and when you jump out to a huge lead, you wonder if that gets them away from playing their style. And mm-hmm. they're just like, okay, like, game's over. All we have to do is protect. And that allows just – it, it ends up being just them sitting back while the yeah. other team just presses and presses and presses. And then you know, you just know, like, that's the frustrating thing is you know they're going to break through. The moment Colorado made it 3-1, I was like, yeah, like, this game is going to get tied. I don't know if oh. we're going to win in overtime or lose in overtime. Ends up we lose in fucking regulation. But, like, yeah. you just know they're going to tie it up. I it And that's what's most frustrating. You're just like, you can see it. You know, you just we've we've been Leaf fans for long enough that we can forecast this, and and that's what's really frustrating because like you never want to be able to forecast a fucking loss or a fucking blown lead. A hundred percent, you could see it coming. You know, if you're a gambler, you know maybe like Joey and I, you can make a lot of money on the Leafs because one way or another, if they're down to or they're up to, just bet on the opposite team, and you'll you will make money. Um, I it is it's discouraging because. It is mental. It is clearly mental and it's clearly mm-hmm. strategy. It can't be physical. It can't be like, you know, whatever. You have an aversion to, to leads or something like that. But it is a lot of, you know, old sports uh, cliches where it's like you are not playing to lose. That is what you're doing. You're not playing to win anymore. When it's 0-0, zero, zero, you're playing to win. And you're trying to score goals mm-hmm. and you're trying to prevent goals. And then when you go up, all you're trying to do is prevent goals and you're playing not to lose at that point. And that is the problem is that they get away from what makes them so good. And it's like, yeah. it should almost like you just like want to put blinders on a horse. Like don't let them know about the lead. Don't let them know about it. Just keep playing. Just keep playing the way you're playing. And it works. And it's just when they turn into a shell, it just doesn't work. And especially because, and I'm not going to, you know, we can throw we can throw this on the goaltending eventually but like especially when their goaltending is not the strength of the team and i'm being very generous by saying that you can't (laughs) change how you're playing because you have a lead going like well let's all just center in here in the defensive zone and we'll make some stops it's like we don't know that's gonna happen we got to keep playing we got we need more goals man yeah we don't get stops no we don't get anything (laughs) jeez i know so Ilias samsonov returns last night Mm -hmm. um a lot to be made about whether he should have gotten the start or everyone wants Dennis Hill to be to get the start. No, yeah. like it's it needs to – like the Leafs are committed to trying to figure this out with Samsonov because we're stuck, right? Like he's not yes, going anywhere. we are stuck. At least now he is he's not going anywhere. We have to figure this out while Joe Wall is injured. Mm-hmm. Joe Wall is not coming back this month. There's a lot of games to be played this month. Yes. So we got to figure it out. Yeah. And – we give him the net back, which I think, yeah, that's the right the right idea. It's this is kind of like a last chance, Sammy. Like, yes. Let's see what you got. Um, I'm glad you said that because this is a weird thing of like I was saying this last week of going like, why bring up Hildeby if you're not even going to play him once? That's kind of very odd. Mm-hmm. And now you have Sansov. It's like you have to play him. Like this is this yeah. is an unavoidable problem. I understand it's not like the aesthetics of it are awful and it smells awful. Like you're like. Oh God, this guy that was terrible. We have to play him. It's like, well, we do. If he's on the roster, we do need to play yeah. him. That is the way this goes. Yeah, unless you're Ryan Reeves, but well, okay, I, uh, <laughs> I, I just I didn't necessarily yeah three year contract three year contract I didn't necessarily have a problem with Samsonov's game last night no like 
No, that wasn't a. That wasn't the reason we lost. I don't think by any means. I thought it was nice that like the crowd, we were we were getting pretty, you know, like every save was just like, all right, let's get this guy's confidence back. Mm. And the Sammy chance, like I was standing and yelling my ass off. And it's just unfortunate that like the backbreaking goal that loses us the game comes literally seconds after the Sammy chant, after he makes just an unreal save. Unreal, yeah. Um, which was just uh, what? What else can you say? But like, of course, uh, it, that's the problem. Is and it, you know, it's no different than the Colorado one. It's inevitable. You know, there's this somewhat. Yeah. Oh God, of course, that's how we do it. Uh, and it, it's really frustrating. We're 25th in the league in regulation wins right now. Like it, there is, you know, whereas I think you and I, and I'm not. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll say myself first. You can join me if you want. Is that we stood behind the record a little bit and went, guys, this is not as bad as we thought it was. You know, especially about a month ago. This is not as bad as we thought it is, you know, whatever. And now after these two losses, especially, you kind of look at the record again going, and you see us dropping in the standings and seeing the division playing really well. And you go, oh God, there might be something really wrong here. And Mm -hmm. the real problem is, and it's not nothing to do with, you know, William Nylander or signing, but the way that this team is structured, you have to be good right now. There's no, there's no, there's no like, you know what, should we trade some players and like maybe take a step back and then it's like, With the yeah, with the stars that you have, you are never sellers. Like this team no. is never this team is never like okay, like let's see what we what assets we can get. No, 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 no. I'm not Mm-mm. even bringing that up. Like Mm-mm. no, this is the the moment you have Austin Matthews and William Nylander locked up for years and years and years. years. Like that is your yep. window. There, you are you are always buyers. You are always going for it. That's just the way it is when you have players of that caliber. Um, I just like. That Timothy Lilligren giveaway, man, behind Ooh. the net was so bad. That Connor Timmons giveaway on the breakaway mm-hmm. goal was so bad. I don't know why Connor Timmons is in the lineup over William Lagesson. I don't know why, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. So Giordano was scratched. Uh, he had his own set of issues uh, yeah. in the Colorado yeah. game. And that led and to- And the Islander game. And the Islander game. Actually, more specifically, yeah. the Islander game, probably, uh, because the the the- uh, tying goal was d- almost directly on him. Uh, and based, yeah. if you didn't know that too, watch his reaction as he freaks out and he goes like, it's so clear it's his fault. And he was the first one to realize it. And he's like, Oh my God. Didn't oh. he hit his stick in his, like, didn't he hit his head with a stick? Yes. Yes. He nearly <laughs> smashes his stick in two with his forehead. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So <laughs> Keith maybe uh, battling his own things just goes like, Hey, we got to give this guy a night off. And of course, Connor Timmons gets tapped in and, you know, coughs up the puck. Oh Jesus really bad and you know what the worst part is Lilligren who looked kind of better in form especially in that Colorado game mm-hmm. and you're like oh good he's coming back from his injury he's getting you know he needs to warm it up a little bit and then that turnover oh just back break yeah I, I thought like other than that turn, turnover Lilligren's yep. been great he's been really yep. finding his game Um, just a terrible turnover though Oof. like behind the net you're it looked like he was trying to pass it around the net at like with like 50% effort like 45% <laughs> yeah, effort he yeah, just kind of yeah. like tapped it and of course you know Detroit guy picks it up, throws it right in front of the net, and boom. Yeah, yeah, he was like playing with an egg. Like he was, uh, yeah, it, um, yeah. I, I don't really know what to say. I, I agree with you. Why is Lodgson not in? Uh, it's funny we're not we're not going to that. Uh, you know, it. There was something about this, and this is. I don't fully agree with what I'm about to say, but there's a 10 percent of my loser brain <laughs> that I I can't get away from. Hildeby played in when he got back with the Marlies. He played in the, yep. the Belleville game was his first game back. And it was a big win for the Marlies who had been like, I think lost like seven in a row or some of that. And they won eight, nothing. Right? 
Yeah, he got yeah. shut out. Eight nothing in Belleville. And in between periods, Belleville, big tough guys, uh, pushed uh, the goalie a little bit. They kind of oh, rushed him. Oh, yeah, he did see And this. Kyle Clifford flew across the ice and kicked the shit out of that guy. And there was a part of you like, fuck yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. And you know what? I don't want this team to change. That's not who this team is. But there is... There is, what people like about that is there is a clear snapshot of a physical response that goes, how I feel is how they feel. And I like that. That is good. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not that team. We're not going to start you know, punching people in the head and doing stuff. But there's moments that they want to see. That's why they always talk about like people wanting to see someone yell or someone do something because they want to see that physical response about how they feel. And it was nice seeing that about uh, a very, I would say... Conf- how I feel about Kyle Clifford is conflicted, but it was a nice moment of that's his positive, you know? Yeah, it's also funny, though, to see Leafs fans be like, they see that clip, and they're like, all right, call up Kyle Clifford. Like, no, 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 that's a bad idea. Do that. Oh, God. That, you're getting out of this the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. he is... Yeah, that's not the answer. We no. Get that. <laughs> oh, Jesus God, no. Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just frustrating because in every game this week, I'm, I'm not gonna... I'm not... Uh, throwing the Sharks game in there because I think sure. that's just like um, an outlier. You yeah, know, t- it I, is an outlier. My ten cent, but, uh, my ten second analysis is uh, perfect game. Do that every time. All right, move it on. Seven one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, awesome, love it. But you know, Islanders third period or yeah. not third period lead, but Islanders were up three one. Yep. Uh, Avalanche were up three yeah. nothing. Red Wings were up two one one nothing. Oh yeah, two one right. games. Mm-hmm. All three games. Brutal, man. Not great. And I think, you know, we talked about the goaltending a little bit. I think it is what it is until Wall is back and they're going to figure that out. So I don't know if there's a huge part of talking about that now because I think we'll talk about it soon. But the second line is something we can talk about because we don't need to talk about it because Sheldon Keefe is talking about it. Yeah. Tough game against Colorado. The lines went into a blender last night. It was just like every time I was looking at the ice, I was like, hold on, what line? Like, what are we looking at here? Yeah. Yeah. Who's on the, what the... Hannes Holmberg is on the first line. <laughs> I know. And you're watching the game and Keith changes the lines during the game all the time. That's something we talk about, but is that, and then you're kind of catching like, Oh wait, was there a change? No. Who is that? Oh, that's the line. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And you're trying to like do math in your head. Uh, yeah. The second line, he, Sheldon Keith came out and ripped out, you know, just saying they, they didn't have a single good shift. And, uh, and yeah. uh, Bertuzzi's uh, ice time, excuse me, was dropped down to absolutely nothing. Yeah, you got one shift in the third period against Colorado. Unbelievable. You got like a minute and 20 or something like that. It's crazy. You know what? He played better last night. I thought I, I, I liked Burt's game last night. Tavares is fucking fighting it though, man. Like he is really yeah. struggling right now. Like I don't even know what John Tavares I'm looking at. It, mm-hmm. it just seems this week. I don't know. Maybe he's sick or something. Or maybe yeah. he's like, yeah, maybe he had a bunch of Guinnesses. <laughs> Maybe he also went out after the Colorado game and doesn't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, did you play darts until two in the morning last night? <laughs> hey, John, how do you feel about the good. Esplanade? Uh, pretty good yeah. or no? <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, he, he's fighting it right now. I, it, it's a weird way where it, because of his age and because of his contract and because he's the captain, it feels like every moment is a weird spotlight on his season. Where we go, mm-hmm. uh oh, this is bad for the future and stuff like that. Where really, and I hate to say this, but as a microcosm of this is the tough part about doing a weekly podcast is this is a microcosm of the whole season in general. Is we go, ooh, this was a season defining game, and it's like, was it? In, in a month, we might look back as a game in January, and you go, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, it was a game one of eighty two, and it wasn't, it wasn't a good stretch. But right now, God, does it feel really bad? And for Tavares, it feels like he's just fighting uphill. Like he just looks like he's just drowning. Yeah, he he did he does he does look like he's fighting it. I look like I'm fighting it too right now. <laughs> you and John look a lot alike. <laughs> yeah, 
John Tavares dropped to the third line last night. Um, couldn't really get anything going. But then again, the team really couldn't get anything going. Just no. like they looked sloppy. It just looked like one of those, all right, Sunday night. This is a Sunday game. This is a Sunday game from a team that played Saturday night, and maybe they want to be watching football right now. <laughs> yeah, they all need us. They all need some time. Which, luckily, they only get one day off here. But man, are they fighting it? If there is a positive from this, you know, and I don't know what we're going to do with the second line. You know, I, I, I think we'll see some changes because we got the, and this kills me to say, red hot Edmonton Oilers coming in. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, Okay, can you know what? <clears throat> Let's talk about one thing. Do you want to talk about Keith for a second and how people are once again? You know, I think the same people always call for his job, so I don't think anything new is happening. But I, yeah, I want I to do say, want to talk about it. Okay, it's good. egregious. This is egregious. Like, oh, it's egregious, is it? Yeah. This is egregious. It, this is egregious, man. Like I'm, I'm back on. I feel like this is my. This is egregious every fucking week. It's about <laughs> Sheldon Keith. As we all know, Leaf Nation is just ridiculous, man. I don't even have to give this intro because, like. <laughs> Oh my God. So I'm not on social media, but I, I now have our Twitter account access. Yes. So I guess I'm back on seeing what Twitter's like. Yeah. And my goodness, I think I've muted 50 accounts this week <laughs> because Leaf Twitter is so unbearable. It's so annoying. As of right now, there are 4,500 tweets out there about Sheldon Keefe in the past 24 hours. Like he's, yeah. He is trending with that many tweets and it is all about his job and people have nothing better to do than to call for Sheldon Keefe's job because they think that's the problem. They think that's the problem. Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. Like, do we not, do we not understand? Like we do this every fucking year Mm -hmm. that every single loss is, is just a call for the coach's head. But then when we string off three, four wins in a row, it's like everyone is silent. No one wants to say anything. No one wants to sing his praises. Like, but yeah, no one gives him a compliment though. That's important. No one gives him a compliment. That just doesn't happen. It's not allowed apparently. But the moment, the moment we have one loss, just one fucking loss, people are like, all right, I'm sick of this coach. You know what? I'm fucking sick of this coach. Mm -hmm. I don't know who's going to come in and fix this team, but I'm sick of this coach. Give me a fucking break, man. Like, Craig Ruby behind the bench, we're still going to see the same struggles. We're got Guy Boucher behind the bench, we're still going to see the same struggles. It's it's not the coach when you cannot stop a puck. It's not the coach every fucking loss that we go through. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts because what team is going to fire their coach when they're sitting in a playoff spot? No one, man. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. I didn't even think about it like that. I, I The reason I brought it up with the coaching is because it feels like with the Oilers coming to town, it is only giving kindling to the people that want to fire the coach is going like, hey, look, Edmonton sucked. Then they fired their coach, and now they're one of the best teams in the league. Like it's some kind of <clears throat> switch that they're going to flip, and that makes it so much better. I think people are wildly overstating the importance of coaching <laughs> in general. Like it's more like a vibes position where you just come in and go like, how are we doing today, guys? Good? All right, let's go play good hockey. And everyone's like, yeah. Like, I, it's such a weird thing that like, God, I hate that guy. Because the other one too that I just want to say, and I'm going to let you get because this is your point, but is that no, people, no. people always go like, we need somebody that's going to fucking punch a hole in the wall in the dressing room. And then you watch Keith like a helium balloon. His head is nearly going to explode. And that's yeah. the shit that we see on the bench. Can you imagine when the locker room and people are like, yeah, but we need someone that's fired up. I'm like, it's the head coach guys. Like, I don't yeah. even know what you want here. It's because we don't have a locker room video of him saying fuck every two seconds. So, yeah, that's what oh, it is. Well, he doesn't say fuck every two seconds in the locker room. Yeah. Or he's not, he's not like a catty bitch like John Cooper to the media. Like he's not like, oh, you know, Paul God. Maurice or something like that going oh, like, well, God. I would never do that. And you're like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. God. Like Tim Gunn. Reminds me of like April, May. Just, <laughs> oh my God. I I agree with you. I don't I don't see the advantage of firing like firing 
Sheldon Keefe will fix all the problems that we have. Like, like Sammy will learn how to go- goaltend if we fire Sheldon Keefe. Yeah, man, absolutely not. And like, like, just be real for a second, right? Yes. Like, we, like I said, we are in a playoff position. I get if the team completely just falls off right now yep. and goes on a massive losing streak, and then and then you start thinking if you get to that point where like, okay, like we're no longer in a playoff position, like are we about to lose the season? Then you have that conversation. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I, I still think Edmonton did it way too early and it's not like them firing the coach, kicked them in the ass because they still sucked after that. Now they're on a winning streak, but they fired the coach months ago. Right. Like it's yeah. not like the new coach came in and all of a sudden they just rattled yeah. off a bunch of wins. No, they and, still fucking sucked. And it's impossible <laughs> to tell that that wouldn't have happened without their original coach in the first place. Exactly. They're a talented team. Of course they were going to yes. start playing well. Like, yes. So stupid. like this is a team full of st- superstars. Yes. Egregious. And it's <laughs> it drives me nuts, man. Like, we're sitting with 50 points mm-hmm. midway through the season. We've played 41 games, 50 points, on pace for 100 points. <laughs> we're not firing the coach. That's ridiculous. How many times has, has, have the Leafs scored 100 points in a season? Not many. Yeah. And uh, you know what? 80% of the time they've scored 100 points in a season. Sheldon Keefe has been the coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... I- I know. And the straw man that I have constructed in my head from Twitter is mostly that this guy is going like, we fired Sheldon Keith. Guy Boucher is our answer. And then, you know, 30 seconds later, we'll be like, our power play sucks. And you're like, what the hell is going on? He's he's, Guy Boucher is doing our power play. Whatever. Uh, I feel like I'm losing my mind. That is egregious, Joey. And I feel like we will do this a few more times this season. Egregious. My least favorite things in the world. And it's about complete complaining about officiating. Uh, I, I usually avoid it at all possible time because my, my opinion on complaining about officiating is at the end of the day, loser talk. Uh, you are boiling down everything that happens in a 60 minute game into one specific moment. And yes, some moments are important than more important than others. I totally get that. But the idea that the refs are all smart enough and the league is smart enough and organized enough that they can make instantaneous decisions in the moment, because they have biases for one team and not the other, that the league is trying to make this team win and not this team, I think has always been a little like tinfoil hat, didn't land on the moon mm-hmm. kind of level of uh, of not belief. Now, I bring this up only because, you know, during the Colorado game, we, we saw the uh, cross-check oh, against yeah. Austin Matthews. Oh, we did. That was horrible, and it looked like it hurt a lot. And it was not a it was not a call. And yet, a minute later, there was a cross-check against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we got called for a penalty. So, I, I find that to be very frustrating, and but yet I'm not complaining about that specifically. I'm complaining about the idea that no matter what happens, people at home will say, well, the league has it has the Toronto Maple Leafs in favor. They want the Toronto Maple Leafs to win. They are biased towards the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> and yet, over and over again, you watch and you're like, well, that can't be true. That's not true at all. And so it's this weird deficit of saying that we don't get any calls, hypothetically, I'm just saying. And yet we have the perception that we get every call that we've ever wanted. And it's an impossible thing to escape. I I, I bring you numbers, Joey. I bring you numbers for the last, them, what baby. is this? Bring them. Yeah, bring this them, is the baby. last eight seasons here. Eight mm-hmm. seasons. Here's what we ranked for power plays per game played. This season, we are 26 out of 32. Last season was 18, 21, 22nd, 23rd, 31st out of 31, 29th out of 31st and 16th to the 30th. We've never been in the top half in the last eight years with this incredibly talented team that loves blowing by people and is all talented, no grit, and all that kind of nonsense that they want to talk about. It it is insane to me, this idea that we get every call we want when really it might be quite the opposite. It just is egregious. 
Oh, I agree. And I know I sound like a full-on Leaf fan here, but I agree. I think, yeah, and this is my theory, I think that refs in the league are so afraid of creating this Leaf bias that they don't mm-hmm. want to call <clears throat> too many penalties or too many, yeah. yeah, too many penalties against the Leafs. And by doing so, they naturally tilt the other way. And I know I yeah. sound ridiculous right now, but like I just what else, what else is there? I mean, look at the Islander game in the first thirty seconds. Austin Matthews gets tripped, no call, and then he gets up and trips someone. Call like, yeah. What are we What are we doing here? Yeah. Austin Matthews gets cross checked against the Avalanche, and the ref tells Keith he fell on his own. He fell on what his own. That here? was the report afterwards. Fell on his own. That's like, come on, man. Like, that's what's frustrating, and what makes me think in January, like. Yeah, it doesn't matter what we do here because it's all going to come down to like a game in April or May and the refs, no matter if, if the Leafs are involved or not, the refs are going to sway and and directly impact the playoffs like they do every year, whether it's the Leafs, whether it's any other team. Like we see this all the time in sports. The fact that we don't have an eye in the sky in every sport, just radioing yeah. down being like, no, 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 that wasn't a call. Just pick yeah. up the flag or, or, oh, actually, no, that was a call. Like why, yeah. why are we um, trying to coddle the refs, I guess? And, and, and like, we can't say anything about the refs. We can't, we can't no, destroy their integrity. No. Oh, and God forbid. We, find them, find them. Like we, we can't even ask, uh, we can't even ask them after the game questions. Like, yeah. like they're so, you know, it's just, it is all insane that they're so protected. And I get like the whole thing with like the Tim pool thing was like bad for the league, but it only acknowledged the thing that we knew was true is that when you miss a call, you get a makeup call the next little bit. So, it, so you think, well, okay, maybe that's the understanding. Maybe that's the understanding. We understand that, you know, they missed the Austin Matthews call and that means the least will get a, another call or they'll, the color avalanche will also turn a blind eye towards there no a minute later they get a penalty and it's like it's just it's just it makes you feel like you're going crazy if you can't protect your stars which is the nhl's biggest issue is that they just um, some of the best players in the league do not get calls more than any other player and i'm not saying it needs to tilt one way or another but you can't you gotta at least reward them for being talented it just drives me crazy well yeah i mean look at the the slash that was called on bertuzzi last night it wasn't yeah where where was the slash? slash show me where the slash is but uh, at that point, we had more power plays, so yeah, got to give one to Detroit. Yeah, like, exactly. But that's and that's exactly it. Oh, it, it drives makes, me it absolutely makes me feel crazy. Like, it's just like, what are we doing, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it don't treat us like idiots. We we can watch this game too. We understand. We understand the game. So many fans out there understand the game, but we get treated like idiots because we got to protect the integrity of the refs. Like, just this is so easy. You just put an eye in the sky, a control room that can radio down and fix the call. After mm-hmm. looking at it, because we have I know. instant replay. So if we're going to use instant replay to, to decide goals and to decide offsides, why aren't we using it to decide penalties or to fix penalties or lack thereof? It's it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Now, man. I will say Connor McDavid had something to say this week. Uh, Tuesday's game, uh, his own. Uh, oh, Connor yeah. David, uh, is that he was saying he's like, it's not worth the 15 minutes of deciding whether it's offside or not if it's going to take 15 minutes. It's just mm-hmm. not worth it then. And you know what? And the part of that is I agree with that in general when it comes across to sports. I can't believe I'm going to give baseball credit here. But they seem to be the ones that are like, you know what? Yeah, we can't keep making mistakes like this. We, TVs are too, cameras are too good. TVs are too good. You can yeah. see all these different replays. You know, it's, 
it's hurting the integrity of the game. Now, I will say in the opposite way, like tennis has really got this figured out because it takes 10 seconds to figure out what's oh, happening. Yeah, the and then they go, yep, yep, no, yep, it's great. Love it. The, is that is that football is the downside because they're adding more instant replay and it's taking more time. The, the rule, I've always said this, this should be the rule across sports. You get, the ref gets to look at a TV and you get five looks. You get five different times in just slow motion. And if he can't make a decision after five times, it's no longer worth it. Because if you're just looking down the absolute particle of a frame, no, then it's not that that's not the point of the game. You look at it five times, you go, yeah, we made a mistake. Okay, flip it around. No, or nope, that's confirmed. That's good. But it can't be these 15 minute breaks. But I agree with you. Since we have the technology, we should use it. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous, man. It's just so frustrating. It just it because it comes down, you know, in the playoffs, a call is gonna like or a lack or a missed call or whatever it is is, yeah. is going to directly impact a game, and that's when it shouldn't. And that's when you're just like, okay, why do I watch this? Why do I? I, I, so I agree with you. I know, yeah. Like, it, just for somebody else to be like, oh, I've decided this way. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay, wait, what? You know, it just drives me crazy. So officiating, yes, I hate complaining about officiating, but I also hate more the idea that the Leafs get the benefit of the doubt when they really yeah. very much don't. They do not. One bright spot from last night, Mitch Marner, 600 yes. points. Incredible. Oh, just very impressive. Wow. Very impressive. Seventh Leaf ever. That's pretty crazy, man. For mm-hmm. someone who's still in their mid-20s, that's I know. Crazy. <laughs> the idea that he is only 387 points behind Matt Sundin, where you're like, okay, so if he signs one more contract, he's going to break that? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. You know? He can, he can break that in four years easy. Oh, yeah. He really he really could. And even on a down year, you're like, or yeah, hypothetically, uh, you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is very easy. So good for him. I, I will say, this, whenever this shit happens where you go, 600 points or you know whatever, some milestone, when they did the Leafs 100-year anniversary... Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago and they went yeah. the hundred best Leafs of all time. Man, that was a depressing list. <laughs> like, yeah. was, you, you get into the 60s, 70s and you're like, ha, huh, that's yeah. it. Because eh? then you look at Montreal's or Boston's, you're like, ha, huh, okay, wow. We've had a lot of very mediocre years and that's putting it nicely. But it's funny that you say even on a Mitch Marner down year, like, I mean, you you don't watch a single game and you just read with whatever, whatever has been written or whatever one has said and Mitch Marner is yep. having a down year. He's having a down year and is tied for 16th in the entire league in scoring halfway through the season. I know. I know. We don't even want to talk about his year or his performance. We want to talk about his next contract and his father. So uh, that's all we want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, the Leafs are going west again, this time in Canada, to play the Mm -hmm. Oilers, the Flames, the Canucks, and then going south south of the border to play the Kraken. This is a big week because... Big week. Obviously, just a shit. Like you have a great week in the Western United States, then you come back home, you have an absolute crap week, and then you go back out west, and uh, it's a big measuring stick because you know the entire country is watching when the Leafs play the Oilers, when they play the Flames, yeah. when they play the Canucks, because everyone wants to jump on the back of Ah, yes, I told you, I told you the Leafs yeah. weren't that good. Um, so this is a big, uh, a big measuring stick of a week and some interesting decisions to be made especially with all as we saw all the lines getting juggled last night you wonder if they kind of stick with that or they go back to what they were doing like i have no fucking idea what what is going to happen and what lineup we're going to roll out there on tuesday who's who's i I don't who's in net that's i was just gonna say there's no back-to-backs except for the saturday sunday and so like all week who's in net do you go back to sammy in one of these games like do you know martin jones you know yeah, I think you have to because it's Martin Jones is not like he, as much as we got wins while Martin Jones was playing. I'm not sure Martin Jones was the reason for those wins. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, you know, just because the byproduct of you beat playing was a win doesn't mean that you were directly contributing to that win. 
you know. Yeah, if you were invested in Sammy and you are invested in trying to make this work, you need to give uh, him a few starts, give him some sort of a, a chance to get a rhythm yeah. back. That's a good way. Um, to it. Yeah, I don't know if the Oilers coming off of what what have they won ten in a row? Uh, yeah, something like that <laughs> is is the way to to start. I don't know. Yeah. Like honestly, like I can pummeled. sit here and be like, they should do this, they should do that. I don't know anything, man. So. <laughs> Cut that clip. Sample that. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything. We'll drop that a lot. Uh, yeah, because the idea would be you play your better goaltender against the Oilers. At best point, it's Martin Jones. I can't believe I'm saying that. And then Thursday is the Flames, and you play Sammy because the Flames are not as good. And uh, even though very talented, but just they're clearly not having a very good season. And then the Canucks, the best team in the league, you know, except for Winnipeg, which is also crazy to say. So I, yeah. I don't know. I think that's how you cycle it in and out and uh, hope for the best. Yeah, I guess what I would do is I would give each goalie two starts this week. Two starts each. Ah. Each. I don't think you have to like galaxy brain it into mm-hmm. deciding on which one because it all depends on how the team plays in front of them, right? It all depends on how our totally. defensive structure is because it wasn't there last night, but it was there the entire time we were in the Western United States. I mean, like they looked so good defensively. They looked so yeah. good defensively against LA, against Anaheim, and yeah, against the Sharks, even though they're an AHL team. Like, Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It just it all just kind of went to shit uh, in the back half, and it's it's now just about protecting leads, and that's the storyline. All right, let's do a little bit of torch talk. Torch talk, as we know, they're the Toronto Torch because we refuse to call them PWHL Toronto because mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Um, struggling man, inside. and kind of same sort of, same sort of struggles, goalie struggles. Um, Kristen Campbell's not really playing that well. And yeah. they go to Erica Howe uh, against Ottawa. And honestly, I thought Erica Howe played really well uh, in relief. I would like to see her get a start or two soon. But sure. Toronto team's struggling, man. Just like uh, just like the Leafs, the Torch are struggling. Um, but long season, it's very early. The, the problem is, is they all these games are like so far apart. Like, I know. Obviously, like... It would be, yeah. it would be nice to have some sort of like for the ladies to have some sort of like a uh, regularity to the schedule and be playing like three times a week, but they're not, yeah. and it's like I think that that must be tough to get into it. But uh, yeah, that Minnesota team looks solid. Uh, so good Heisey with two goals against Toronto. One was just an absolute beauty goal. Mm-hmm. She had Kristen Campbell just so far back in her net and just put it top cheese. It was nice. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the ladies do if they can. Uh, String off a, a couple wins here and get back into the win column. And all they have to do is get into the top four to get into the playoffs. So you got to think six teams, they can do it. They can do it. Yeah. A, a former right, Toronto yeah, team did know. really well when there was only six teams. So that was when most of our success came. So uh, I'd love to see yeah. that. But but God, he, he, they they need to replicate the good parts of the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, having success with six teams and not the bad parts, goaltending. So uh, yeah. that would be very that would be very great. Uh, but yeah, you know what? They're struggling right now. But I agree, it's like a football schedule where it's really hard to get up for these. You know, create momentum or you know to kind of fix things. Yeah. When when you have these bad losses, all you want to do is play again, and you know it must be very tough to have to wait all those days. But you know they got talent. They, they should be okay. But God, yeah, some goaltending would be nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some NHL news. Uh, not much to report on except the fact that Willie's an all-star. Morgan's yep. an all-star. Mitch is well, an all-star. Ex- exclusively Vancouver Canucks and Toronto Maple Leafs were all-stars. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I think we all had a feeling that this was going to happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if the fan vote is real or if they're just like, <laughs> no, just do that. Just do that. And, and we're actually not going to uh, take that into consideration at all. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But it's just like. Yeah, games in Toronto, you expect a bunch of yeah. leaves to go there. 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, you know, good for them. And they that they leaked the um the all-star jersey, which looks um comical. I don't know. <laughs> I I the, the, it looks cartoonish. The only problem with this guy's it stuff is, is a cartoon, yeah. Is is it when when new jerseys came out, when the new all-star jerseys come out, was there any point in period in our history where we were like Fuck yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. It always feels mm-hmm. like they're doing something three years in advance. And so in the future, we look back and go, that jersey was awesome. But when in the moment, it feels a little silly. Yeah, I mean, again, like also, I'm a big jersey guy. I love buying yep. jerseys, but I'm, I'm never really interested in buying an all-star jersey. I feel like it's kind of more for the kids. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I get that. You lean into like the Drew House stuff with Bieber and it's very like sure. young and... Uh, not for me, which is totally fine. Um, I think that's what all star jerseys are meant yeah. to be for. Like, like I have, um, I have an Olympic jersey and from the Vancouver Olympics, ooh. which I really like. Oh, and it's, great jersey! Great it's jersey. my only non Toronto Maple Leaf uh, jersey. But I see some people having like the World Cup of hockey jerseys, and I'm like, swing and a miss, eh? Hey, can't win them all. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Team North America. Team North America. Ooh, black <laughs> uh, and orange. Do you have anyone in the back? Do you have anyone in the back? I have Taves. Jonathan Taves. Ooh. Who, 19? you know. Was he wearing 19? And <laughs> Now this is just bonus points. I believe he was 19, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's 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 funny because at the time, I was always, I left Vancouver going like, he is, he was the most important player on the team. Like, he was yeah. unbelievable. He was up and down the he lineup, penalty kill, uh, power play, everything, you know, because, uh, but Crosby had the goal, so everyone's going to remember that. But I just always thought Jonathan Taves, man, like, he was so incredible. Now, the last couple of years, uh, maybe advocating for Jonathan Taves is not always the best, but, you know, uh, <laughs> at the time, it was really good. Yeah, at the time. He became my favorite non-leaf that year. Oh, yeah. Great. It's so funny when you're like, what's your favorite hockey memory? And it's unfortunately not a leaf one because <laughs> we don't have many, many hockey memories to go off of. But that is that so true. This year, Andrew. Maybe oh, maybe changes it changes. Absolutely. You know, the worst part is I, I, I wanted to talk about this earlier, but I can't figure out is that this is the kind of mental gymnastics you have to do when cheering for uh, a team that just wants to hurt you all the time is that, mm-hmm. you know, in previous years, we have had great regular seasons. We've kicked ass. We've been good. And then we lose in the first round or, you know, the second round and you go, whatever. Now this year, I am trying to convince myself that it's like, well, it's tough this year because actually in the playoffs, we're going to do well. And that's the punishment yeah. that you get. And I'm like, oh, what a twist thing I got. Oh God, I hate it so much. Yeah, it's brutal. You could. uh, No, sorry. Go ahead. You could have been the Boston Bruins last year and set almost every record in the world and be on the first season, first uh, first round, excuse me, and everyone would laugh to you except the Boston. They're the Boston Bruins. We don't do that Uh, because you know we respect them and all that kind of. And uh, and instead, it's like, wouldn't wouldn't you rather be the Florida Panthers that barely scrape in and then make it to the finals? It's like I don't know if either sounds great to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, who knows, man? It's (laughs) yeah. it's it's all just a crapshoot because it's going to end up being um, a call or a non-call that the ref decides who uh, who advances anyways. And it's egregious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's all the time we have today. If you've made it this far, we appreciate the hell out of all you good buds. Thank you for uh, listening and listening to me struggle for an hour. Uh, <laughs> I'm going back to bed. Gullies See you later. Go. Yeah, I'm going back to bed. See ya. Gullies <laughs> go. Any questions you'd like us to answer on the podcast, you can send to goodbudspod at gmail.com. The song you're listening to is Adelaide by Taylor Whitaker of Bad Adelaide is available wherever you find music. I know we haven't talked. I know we haven't talked in a while, but my hands have missed the feel of your cold black hair. 
Styles Productions. Get into it!